The evil that men do lands on. We gonna bang your head! You are now listening to the Music Mania podcast, a hard-hitting show featuring all things hard rock and heavy metal. And now here are your hosts, the twins of chaos, Clint Switzer and Paul Lagana. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Music Mania podcast. Clint Schweitzer and Paul Lagana off of a whirlwind week, Paul, where we've seen Guns N' Roses. We saw it at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. 25,000 was the attendance. Disappointing a little bit on the attendance. Uh, it looks full at the lower level, though. It might have been for them, I think, um, compared to what it was like uh, Detroit. I think they got 40,000 and. Well, Maybe Washington, D.C. Yeah. had a little more, but right. uh, really the whole lower bowl was filled when you're talking about uh, a band like Guns N' Roses. Paul, it had been 24 years since they'd been uh, in Kansas City in this incarnation. I have to admit, it was an amazing show. Axl Rose is in top form. I have to really give them props. This is how you do a reunion. I know it's only three-fifths of the members. Oh, my goodness. I was blown away. <laughs> I was really blown away. Slash, I figured was good, was going to be good and duff obviously but uh when we saw axel back with uh, guns and roses and the chinese democracy what, was it about five years yeah ago, yeah um I, I wasn't impressed so uh, you know to me axel was was going to be a question mark but boy did he come through but oh it was, it was a great show it was just one of those it was an event we went out there uh had some had some you know some really good seats there at the side of the stage uh alice chains was solid and uh guns and roses just really they did not disappoint we're going to talk about that and much more with our guest today which is going to be eddie trunk yes Mr. Eddie Trunk and his show, Eddie Trunk Rocks, is going to be syndicated here. Uh, if you're listening in Kansas City on 989 The Rock, uh, 9 to midnight, uh, I believe. And I'll tell you what, guys, Eddie Trunk's, when it comes to doing this, we're, he, he, basically, he's like us, only a million times better, is what this would equate to, right? Well, he's, <laughs> he's probably the most respected DJ, I think, uh, for, in the, it, yeah. it, it, for our genre of music that that, uh, that we do. Uh, if you talk to any of the uh, the band members and the uh, bands that we actually talk to, uh, there is nobody more respected in that uh, genre than him. We're going to be talking to him, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Of course, always hit us up. Thanks for listening on iTunes or YouTube, whichever one you choose, and, um, and hitting us up on all of our social medias. And so, uh, Eddie Trunk, like you said, the reason why that is because he's established himself in the music business for 30 years. People trust him. Uh, he doesn't go spew a bunch of gossip out there. He's very professional. He, uh, that metal show, again, one of my favorite shows uh, from VH1 Classic. We're going to ask him about that. His new show, Real to Real, on XS Television. And uh, really, all, all the things he's been up to, the shows he's been seeing. Of course, we were supposed to catch up with him at Rocklahoma in the media tent. And we missed him. He was uh, out doing his uh, hosting duties. And we missed him. We did get to see... Uh, you know, Texas Hippie Coalition, though, that was kind of scary. <laughs> uh, that was very disappointing, actually, to, to miss him. But uh, I'm so anxious to talk to him now uh, about everything he's doing now, as you said, uh, the show. I, I also want to uh, talk a little bit about, and he actually uh, hopefully will mention something about VH1 Classic as well, because that's what uh, the that metal show was on, and uh, I really want to hear about uh, what where that might be going. Well, we've got uh, Mr. Eddie Trunk on the line right now. Eddie, welcome to the Music Mania Podcast, man. Thank you so much for joining us. What's up, and how's everything going, man? Great. Very 
good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Definitely having a busy summer, I know. Um, you've got your new show, The Access Show, Real to Real, which premiered on May 31st. Uh, how's, I mean, I know you've had a busy summer hosting events. You're at Rocklahoma, which, by the way, we were, we were going to catch up with you there. We, we missed you in the media tent. It can get pretty crazy at Rocklahoma. Man, how's your summer been going? I know the new show's come out, and it's, it's had some really good reviews so far, Real to Real, that is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Rocklahoma was a lot of fun, as always. It's been great to host that every year since it started for 10 years now. And uh, I try to get out there to the media area as much as I can, but they keep me kind of close to the main stage, especially with weather concerns. They want to keep me around there in case we have to kind of clear the crowd. And unfortunately, had to do that only one time this year, but it wasn't all that bad. <laughs> Nothing really took place, so that was a good thing. And as far as the show on Access, uh, it's a lot of fun to do. It's uh for people who have access TV and you've seen it, it's just really just a hosting gig. I always have to warn people about that because a lot of people thought it was kind of going to be like um, some sort of version of that metal show or some sort of interview show or what have you. But it's really just me providing some information about the films that Access is showing. And uh, I shot everything for that in L.A. a couple months ago. So it was all done in advance. So they're just rolling it out now. And uh, the way that the way with how much stuff I shot for for that series, it's probably going to be on for about a year, uh, as far as the the content that I did before and after and during the films. But it was a lot of fun to do. I'm a big fan of music documentaries, and I know they premiere a new one every Tuesday night and uh, have been repeating it. So it was a cool thing to do coming off of that metal show, and we'll we'll see what it leads to. Well, it's, it's it's definitely a great show, and of course, it's uh, people like you said may expect uh, um, you know that metal show type situation. But you've been adamant; you've been explaining that on your your own podcast uh, about what the show is, and it's been getting a lot of really good reviews. And you talked about Rocklahoma; we were there. Uh, this is this this is it's funny because I was at the first Rocklahoma in '07, and I was at this one. So it's amazing to me how the event has changed since I was first there when it was headlined by Twisted Sister and it was all '80s bands. And of course, that suits me just fine. But is crazy to see how it evolved here in 2016 when you had such an eclectic mix and the three stages and the crowd was much bigger. I mean, how has it evolved? You've been to every one of them. How crazy has it been and to see that uh, evolve to the level where I think this year it had a record attendance, I think 25,000 a day. We were there to see the Scorpion Saturday night and that was fantastic. Yeah, it's... uh you know, I understand that the people who wanted it to remain an all-80s event, they were not so happy about the changes that took place. And I get that, I understand that. Um, but but it had to happen uh, because there were, there were definitely major drop-offs in attendance after the second and third year of it being all-80s. So it was something that was really necessary to take place. And over the years, it's evolved to the point where it is now. As you said, it's a mix of... of different genres and I think that it's great. I discover new bands at it every year. There's still some of the 80s bands in there. It's well attended. It's way better run. So I'm I'm a fan of what they've done and I think that it was something that was very necessary that had to happen and most of the people have really gotten into it and, and as you said, the attendance is growing every year to the point where they have the most people they've ever had this year. So it's it's all good on that front. You know, there's a, there's a ton of music festivals now, and I think what what cut what separates Rocklahoma from all the other ones out there is that very unique mix where it is you're going to get Scorpion, Sebastian Bach, Great White, but you're also going to get Disturbed and Rob Zombie or, or what have you. So it's a mix of a lot of different things, and I think that's what makes it unique and and cool. And if people go into these events with an open mind, they might just come out with some bands that they did have never heard of or never seen live that suddenly they kind of like, and I think that's a good thing. 
No doubt about it, Eddie. And, and that actually leads me to the, this next question for you because uh, I was just kind of curious about what you thought about the new bands, actually, the new rock bands coming up uh, in this day and age. Uh, how do they differ from uh, back when we were kids? And what do you, what do you think about the, uh, the new bands coming up? Well, uh, there's, there's a lot of new bands that I like a lot. I just don't know how many of them have a chance to break through because I think people's relationship with music now is so different than when some of the bands we loved, especially bands from the 80s, uh, came through, where it was this great passion and people waited every week for a new record to come out and went to record stores and cared about that sort of thing and waited in line for tickets and what have you. It's, it's a very, very, very different world we're in now. So because music is kind of disposable to a lot of people, a lot of people don't feel the need to pay for music. They just listen to stuff on YouTube or, or through streaming services. I don't know if we're, we're ever going to see bands break through and become as big as they once were as far as new bands. And, I, you know, that kind of sucks because I love and support a lot of the classic bands and the new music they make, which a lot of it's really good, but nobody seems to care. And new bands that fit what I'm into, I, I, I support as well. But I find it really hard for people to really take the time to want to learn about them or get into them. And there's a band now that just put out their second record called Scorpion Child that I love. Yes. Uh, there's uh, the Rival Sons I've been a fan of since the beginning. There's, there's a lot of cool bands that are coming out and, and new ones that I'm hearing about every day. And it just seems so cluttered. It's hard for them to stand out. It's, far, it's hard for them to make a mark and, and to really get people to play and support their music. So I don't know what the future holds, but I'm, I, I feel that it's great that uh, there's so many of these new emerging bands. And like I said, uh, it's so hard to find people who care. But I, I think that there's a ton of bands that have been around 30, 40 years that are still making new music, and it's really, really good. But nobody plays it, and when the bands try to play it live, the beer lines and the bathroom lines wind up. So I, I wish people had uh, wanted to embrace some of this stuff a little bit more, and I, I hope there's ways for it to break through, but I, I find it to be very challenging. Uh, Crash Midnight's another band that I'm a big fan of that's just come up. And I remember you know talking about that metal show and how influential that was. A lot of people love that show. Everyone does and i remember the very first time i ever heard of the band ghost was on that metal show uh back in around 2010 i'd never heard of the band at all and now look you know look where they are i mean you guys not only talked about and hosted and had interviews with with um you know bands from uh you know back in the day but also broke new bands out and that's the very first time i ever heard of them and you're talking about that metal show i want to go into this because uh of course it's um the show itself's in a holding pattern no one's quite sure when it's going to come back you were very adamant and talking about that every week on your podcast on podcast one but in july july 14th at vampton Vegas, uh, 16th at the Whiskey A Go Go, one of my favorite venues in the world, and in Corona, California, then uh, on the 16th, you are going to be doing that metal show live with Jim Florentine and Don Jameson. Just tell us a little bit about uh, what uh, people can expect from uh, those live performances. Yeah, well, it's really important for people to know. It's it's something we've been doing for a few years now, and when we do club shows, it is not in any way a taping of that metal show. It is not that metal show's format at all. All it really is is a stand-up comedy show and that revolves around the three of us, obviously, from that metal show. So we have a great time when we do it. We do anywhere from 15 to 30 of them a year when our schedules permit. 
and we get out there on the road together and we have a great time and, and there's elements of the show just because it's the three of us but we, we always are very careful to let people know that it is not a TV taping but they can come and see us and how it works is I come out and tell some stories and set the stage for the night Don will come out both Don and Jim for people that don't know their, their background is stand-up comedy and that's what they do for a living so Don will come out do some stand-up for a bit Jim comes out to stand up for a bit we all come out together we do Q&A with the audience which goes in any direction and then we end with live stump the trunk and give away prizes to people who stump me in the audience so it's interactive it's fun it's something we've done for a long time and we it's just a good way to get out there and connect with the people and get a chance for us to see them them to see us and in a way now because as you mentioned we are in this sort of holding pattern and we don't know what and if there's a future for the show it's also a good way for us to kind of keep it out there a little bit. I mean, thankfully, VH1 Classic is still replaying old shows, so it's still on people's minds and people are still seeing it. And there's a lot of people that don't even know that the network's not doing any new episodes anymore because they're still showing it. But uh, for us, it's, yeah, it's a way for us to make a little extra money, too, being totally honest with you. So it keeps everything going and, and, keeps, uh, and keeps us out there and keeps us in contact with the fans. And, of course, as soon as we know if there's going to be new shows, we'll, we'll let people know. Well, I'm, for one, actually uh, up for uh, anything to do with that metal show. That was one of my favorite shows on uh, VH1 Classic. So. Yeah, I got to tell you, it's, um, it's been an incredible ride. I don't know how many people know this, but I, I've been a host on VH1 Classic since 2002, and that's how that metal show came about. I worked there for five years before as a host and a VJ before that metal show even came about, and I pushed really hard to get it on the air, and I'm very proud of it, and I'm very proud of the impact that it made and the mark that it made, and to this day, I mean, I, I went to see Whitesnake here in New Jersey last night, and literally, literally every person in the crowd came up to me and, and said they loved the show, and or, or, or some of the, my radio shows or podcasts or whatever the other stuff I've done is, but to, to the, see the impact it made and how important it is to so many people really means a lot to me because I worked incredibly hard to get and keep that thing on the air. And again, it's, I don't mean to talk about it in the past tense because I just don't know what the future holds. Uh, anything can happen here. I mean, we're, we're looking for a new network. If we can find one, we're all going to do it again tomorrow. This isn't one of these cases where the show went away because it was over money or there was a falling out or we're, we don't get along anymore or we had a fight with the network or we're holding out for anything. None of that is the case. It's just the case that the network doesn't want to spend any money on anything anymore, including new shows. And what I was told, and a lot of us were told, is that actually VH1 Classic as a channel is going to go away. It's going to change. It's going to turn into something else. So that was the reason, that's the real reason why they, they're not moving forward with not only new episodes of that metal show but anything if you watch it it's nothing but repeats and movies and things right. that the channel owns already so i think that there's a much bigger chapter to be written unfortunately for that channel as a network in and of itself and as i said i have tremendous history way more history there than anybody would ever know uh, or, or probably many people don't know that goes way beyond that metal show and um 
was a huge part of my life, and it's, I'm sad to see it kind of disintegrate like it has been. But we'll just have to watch and see, you know, see what happens, and we'll find out together. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the people that I worked with there that were part of that metal show are gone. Uh, when that metal show was canceled, a huge amount of the executives left or were let go. So it was a whole house cleaning, and now it's just basically on autopilot, and nobody knows what's really going on. Wow, a little bit of breaking news with the VH1 Classic thing, huh, Eddie? <laughs> uh, yeah, you could say that. I mean, people have mentioned it here and there, and it's come out a little bit, and I don't know how many people have really taken note of that, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, something going on, and it's one of the things that we were told, although it was supposed to happen months ago, and it hasn't yet. Uh, I don't know how many people have noticed this either. You know, VH1 owns another channel, called Palladia that shows all concerts and stuff. Right. And people, this kind of flew under the radar as well, but if you turn that channel on and you have it, that channel is now called MTV Live. They, they right. changed the branding of that channel. So this is a, a, a network-wide sort of thing that's going on there where they're bringing back the MTV name to some stuff. The, the thing I heard is VH1 Classic might be rebranded as MTV Classic. Wow. So I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea if that's still their plan because, unfortunately, the people... Almost everybody that I worked with there for all the years is, is no longer there, and I'm not sure if that's still the agenda or not. I'll be darned. Well, let's uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I've always been a fan of that, that uh, both VH1 Classic, actually, and uh, Palladia. So uh, I'm hoping they're still on the air. But uh, for, for, VH1, for VH1 Classic, for me, I got to tell you, it's incredibly frustrating because I, as I said, have it's been an enormous part of my life. And um, I will never have any ill will towards them or anybody that works there regardless of what happens. But for me, the thing that I will always think of is what could have been. Because with all the great stuff that we did with that metal show, there's also so many more things that we could have done, but the network wasn't willing to do it because they don't have budgets and money. I, I don't think people realize how minuscule the operating budget is at VH1 Classic. So many times people would make the mistake and say that metal show was on VH1. It never was on VH1. It was always on VH1 Classic, and that is a huge distinction because okay. VH1 Classic is the sister channel that has like a, a one one-hundredth of the operating budget, and they were never funded properly. They were never fully funded as a full-fledged channel to do original shows. So it was a battle from day one to, to make that metal show work, and that's why there's a lot of things that people asked about that they couldn't figure out basic things that never happened. Why don't bands play on the show? Well, they wouldn't pay the publishing. Uh, why isn't the show in HD? Well, the, the channel never decided to bump up to go to HD. So there's a lot of like basic TV things that just couldn't take place because VH1 Classic was a baby channel in the big scheme of things. Wow. Uh, well, Eddie, let me ask you this, because I know for a fact, obviously, uh, you've interviewed hundreds of musicians, uh, probably been, you know, uh, a host of thousands of shows. Uh, do you still get excited when you go to a concert or, uh, you know, see a show, host a show, that type of thing? Sure, absolutely. I mean, um, some more than others. Uh, some, some I'm there, honestly, in a working capacity, and it's something I have to be at. 
and that's fine. I could be doing a hell of a lot worse things for a living. And then there's other things that I'm at because I'm working and I want to see the show. And then there's other things I'm at purely because I'm a fan and I want to see them. Like, for instance, this Friday night, they're not a metal band by any stretch, but I'm a huge fan of Soul Asylum. And they're playing in New Jersey on Friday night. I have no business function, work function there whatsoever, but I'm extremely excited to go because I don't see them all that often and they're a great live band and I'm looking forward to seeing something a little different than I normally see. So it all it's case by case, but uh, there's, there's bands that, I mean, if I'm going to see Aerosmith, if I'm going to see UFO, if I'm going to see the bands I grew up with that I just love to death, I mean, I'm always going to get that juice. I'm always going to love it. They're going to see Iron Maiden, they're going to see Judas Priest all the old school stuff that I grew up with and, and the same with the newer bands that I love as well so um, but there's times where I go to shows and I have to be there for whatever reason and it's nothing against the bands but I may have literally seen them ten times in the last two years and it's like okay you know <laughs> I get it I know the set I know what they're going to do and it's all good but you, you, you just you're not as quite as jacked as seeing somebody that you haven't seen live in two or three years Absolutely, and um, I want to get into this because uh, your podcast, which has uh, just come on Podcast One, the app, here in the last few months, it's a must-listen, uh, really, among rock fans. I look for it's every uh, new episodes every Thursday. I'm always looking for it when I'm at the gym. I always listen to the Eddie Truck pod- Podcast. In fact, I was emailing back and forth with you last week while I was listening to the uh, the one with uh, Michael Shanker, which was awesome. I've always wanted to get get him on uh, on our show as well. In fact, one week I think we had JJ French on our show, and then you had the whole band Twisted Sister uh, with you. So, what has the, the the podcast experience been like, uh, kind of versus your uh, syndicated radio show? Well, I started. The podcast actually just turned two years old this week or last week was the 100th episode or the 102nd, I'm not sure, but it just turned two. Uh, so it's it's been great. I'm shocked at how much it's taken off and how much people enjoy it. I am really happy. I hear from people all over the world that listen to it. I resisted doing a podcast for a really long time because I already have two radio shows on two different platforms, and I was like, well, what am I going to do on a podcast? It's going to be a bit redundant. Um, I can't interview somebody three times for the same thing in the same week. So I, I put off doing it for a long time. And also, there's so many podcasts out there that I just felt it was kind of like, I don't know, it might be spinning my wheels a little bit. But most people pointed out to me, well, the difference is that I'm fortunate to have a following and people are going to want to know about it and come to it. And also that I could maybe do some different things with it. So that's what I've done. And it's gone really, really well. And when I say different things, a perfect example is that, as I mentioned, there's a few I enjoy talking to people in all genres of music. And on my on the radio side, and what I'm far and away I'm best known for is hard rock and metal. And that's great, and I have no issue with that at all. I mean, that's, that's where my bread is buttered, and that's what I'm most a fan of. But I do like and to talk to other artists. And before that metal show, in the five years I was a host at VH1 Classic, I interviewed every genre of artist in every genre of music. Sure. I mean, I've got the tapes. I mean, I interviewed everybody you could name in, in, in pop, R&B, rock, funk, everything. So I, I kind of miss doing that. And one of the things I thought about with the podcast was like, well, maybe there's a chance 
that I can do a little bit of that because if I had some of these artists on the radio show, it's not quite a fit. But if I can, on the podcast, kind of anything goes. So although the huge majority of the podcast has been hard rock bands, I have had episodes where I interviewed Pat Benatar. Yeah. Uh, had had an episode where I interviewed this band Angel from the 70s. Absolutely. Which, honestly, for people that are into them, that's a huge deal. But there's a ton of people who have no idea who they are. So it's a little bit of a hard sell on, on TV. Um I'm, I'm sorry, on my radio show, I mentioned Soul Asylum. I love Soul Asylum. I just did an episode with Dave Perner. That's not going to work on my radio show, but it's great for the, for the podcast. So I love doing that sort of stuff there. Jamie Josta from Hatebreed is on my podcast tomorrow. Again, not really a fit, but more a hardcore guy, but not really such a great fit for what I do on radio. But Jamie's a great guest, and he was great for that. So it's a great... I, I've had record producers on. I can't really do an hour with a record producer on radio, but I can on a podcast. So I've done that in conjunction with also repurposing some of my interviews and getting them out there. And it's it's gone tremendously well. People really love it. And it's also important to me that I keep it free. I mean, there is advertising in it, but uh, I, I try to, as long as people don't mind the ads, and that's the trade-off for it to be being free, it's it's available to everybody, and you can get it anywhere in the world and on demand. So I liked all those aspects of it, and I'm glad that I did it. It, it seems to be something that people really like and look forward to. Oh, absolutely. I highly recommend uh, the Eddie Trunk Podcast on Podcast One. Download the app uh, and get those episodes for free, at least for the first, uh, I think, six or eight weeks. Those are on there for free. Yeah, yeah. That's a new thing, too. You yeah. Know, it's on iTunes as well, but that's an important thing that just happened because once we got past a couple years, they realized they can't archive the years of them forever. So for the last four to six weeks is there free. And then if you want to get into the archives, then you kind of, there's a small charge and it's behind a paywall in order to to get older episodes, which I don't think it's much more than a couple cups of coffee, to be honest with you. And if people are new to it and want to check it out, it's, I mean, there's some great stuff that I did the last couple of years that I'm sure people would like and find worthwhile, but it, you definitely want to grab it in the beginning so you don't have to worry about that. Absolutely. And Eddie, we got some big summer concerts. In fact, by the time this episode of the Music Mania podcast airs, Paul and I will have seen Guns N' Roses. So uh, we'll just go ahead and say it was awesome. Great time. Guns N' Roses were great. But uh, so you you saw the show in Vegas. I know one uh, one of the one of the two uh, Vegas shows back in April. Uh, Axel, of course, has been fronting ACDC since then. The tour starts off again. Uh, again, by the time this, po- this podcast airs, we will have seen the show. It'll they'll have had a couple shows under their belt. What do you? Th- how do you think this show is going to translate to stadiums? Because I know they've added a second show in Foxborough. I think they added a second show in Chicago. The demand, the market research that had to have gone into this has to be astronomical to put this band in stadiums. And, and Eddie, it's working. The ticket sales are high, and it's going to work, at least for this tour. From what I was told, ticket sales are great in the big markets and in some of the smaller markets, maybe not as strong just yet because I think it is a high ticket price from what I'm told. But uh, people people want to see this band and they want to see Slash and they want to see Duff and they want to see Axel together. And what I saw in Vegas was, was, it was special to see those guys on stage together again. And for everybody that will grumble about Steven Adler not being there or Izzy not being there, the masses are still turning up. So uh, it's good to see. It's good for rock music. 
and I was actually texting with Slash earlier today, and we were just talking about the tour starting and wished him luck with everything. They're playing, they play here in New Jersey. I'm actually out of town, but I will be in L.A. when they play there, and there's a chance I may get in the car, and they're playing uh, D.C. on Sunday. I might drive down to D.C. and catch that show. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm glad that they're doing it. I think, you know, fingers crossed, maybe Adler pops up at a couple of shows and plays a few songs, and I'd really like to see that for Steven. He's a good guy, and he really wants this really bad. So we'll see where it goes, but it's, uh, it's the vibe seems to be good, and uh, hopefully Axel will now be able to move around a little bit. In Vegas, he was he was stuck in that chair, but he sang great. So we'll see how it all turns out. Uh, definitely. And i tell you what, Eddie, we want to get to our final four drum roll right now, which is a quick four questions, and it can give us a quick four answers. And that's how we'll do it here to end things. And it's just been a pleasure. And again, guys, go to eddietrunk.com. It's got all the info, all the, the live dates, the hosting, the, the events. It's all there, eddietrunk.com. And, of course, uh, here in Kansas City, uh, those are the listeners that are uh, local here in Kansas City can listen to Eddie Trunk's radio show, Eddie Trunk Rocks, which is going to be syndicated as of this Sunday, 9 to midnight, here midwestern time so be sure to check that out can't wait to get a dose of that eddie here in the midwest that goes for us too. get to hear that for kind of the first time but our final full drum roll will start like this do you have any bands remaining on your concert bucket list well led zeppelin but uh i guess that's not possible right <laughs> you know, just turned down 14 million dollars to play so I, I don't think that's gonna happen i never saw zeppelin with the original lineup uh, obviously, that's impossible with, with, with Bonham being gone, but uh, just even to see him in any configuration again would be pretty cool. Uh, but, no, but no, I mean, there's stuff I'd love to see again. Uh, I would go anywhere in the world to see UFO one more time with the Strangers in the Night lineup. Uh, I, I love Aerosmith. I'd love to see them with... Uh, I mean, they've, they've been the original band forever. I think I'm going to get one more swing with them. Uh, uh, Van Halen with Michael N. Roth or Michael and Sammy would be cool. So the iconic guys that are still out there, still knocking around, would be really cool to, to see one more time. I mean, Sabbath is ending. You know, my mind always goes to the bands that I grew up with and, and what's left of them. And I mean, I grew up a huge Kiss fan. There's rumors that Ace would come back. I don't know if there's anything to that, to be honest with you, but... Uh, that's out there. I don't think that, I think Peter's pretty much done, unfortunately, as far as being able to hold out hope for all four originals again. But, you know, stuff like that would be really special to me to see one more time, but I have no idea if any of that's going to transpire. Okay, Eddie, this one's after my heart here. If you were creating a rock, a hard rock super group, who would be your drummer? Wow. Mine's Vinny Appice, if that helps. <laughs> you know, I just saw Vinny play with Last in Line at Rockwell Home. Yes. He's still so... He hits so hard. Unbelievable. Such a beast still, as is his brother. They're, just, they're, they're, they're guys that age has had uh, no impact on. They're just still amazing players. Um, damn, there's so many guys uh, that I love... I can only get one, right? Yeah, just one. Let me see if you get the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Do they have to be living? Absolutely. Yeah, living. Okay. Uh, 
I'll tell you what, um, people are going to say that I'm just saying this because he's a close friend, but I'm really not. And I would probably say Mike Portnoy because Mike is so versatile and can play everything and does. I mean, he plays with five different bands now, but Mike could play metal, he could play hard rock, he could play rock, he can play thrash, he can play progressive. So no matter what direction the band would go in, I'd know that Mike could handle it as a drummer, so I'd probably have to say Mike. Well, I was thinking Mickey D, but uh, Portnoy works for me as well. D's, D's a hard hitter Mickey and good. D. I just yeah. saw Mickey D play with Scorpions. He, he, he was great. Yeah, we were we were at that Rucklahoma show. That was great to see him. I, I, he was a great fit for Scorpions. Okay, question three. A little off topic of music, but I know this one will uh, resonate with you. How many football games will the New York Giants win in 2016? Wow. Well, I am always optimistic with my football <laughs> team. I, I'm always half glass full. I always go into every year thinking they're going to be great, and I, I'm going to say, and I'm obviously wishful thinking here, but I'm going to go ten and six, and I think that it all depends upon, like every season does, it all comes down to injuries. But as much as I miss Coughlin, I really like the new coach, and I really, really like the idea of, for the first time ever potentially Victor Cruz and Beckham being on the field together as receivers. And I think that's going to give people nightmares. I think Eli may have his best statistical year ever this year. Again, assuming the offensive line stays healthy, assuming the receivers stay healthy. So I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait already. And I'm going to, Say ten and six, and hey, ten and six can get the Giants to the Super Bowl any any given year. That's they've done done that before, so that that could be a Super Bowl team at ten and six. It should, it should get them to win the division, but I mean, again, I'm 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 the ultimate I'm the ultimate optimist and fan when it comes to my my football team. So I'm always going into every year feeling pretty good, and after week one, I might call you and tell you they're going to be six and ten. <laughs> but we'll see. As long as they beat the Cowboys twice a year, I'm good with that. Um, you know what? If they if they went uh, two and fourteen, but the two wins were against the Cowboys, I'd make that work too. Awesome. All right, Eddie. Last question for you, my man. Uh, have you ever completely lost control of an interview? Uh, let's see. Um, almost with Marilyn Manson. On <laughs> That's shocking. That pretty close to going off the rails. Uh, we had one go off the rails with Johnny Rod from Wasp. If you ever want to get a hold of him, that's a great one. He'd be proud if I talked to him right now. He'd be proud of me saying that, that, uh, that his interview completely lost control. Eddie, I've never seen anything like it. I'm pretty good at reeling people in, but, uh, in that case I was, I was taken over completely by, uh, drinking and driving Johnny Rod. So I, for a future guest, you might want to get a hold of, uh, get a hold of him if you, if you remember Johnny. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Well, well, Manson was on that metal show, and people who saw that episode, uh, it was Biff from Saxon was the other guest, and there were a lot of people to this day that think that Biff is pissed off at Manson, and I've asked Biff twice privately if he was at all upset about being on that show with Manson and Manson's antics, and he assured me both times he wasn't and that he found it funny and amusing but uh, for people who saw the show Manson was drinking absinthe and completely off his rocker and 
it was probably the show that we most had to edit to make it even arable. But uh, as I've said to many people many times, if you're going to have Marilyn Manson on, you kind of expect that that's going to come <laughs> with the territory, and and you kind of you kind of want that versus a politically correct Manson. So I was okay with it, and we even had him back after that. He did a top five with us. So I I've always been a fan, and I think it's. I think it's kind of fun to get the train wreck every once in a while. Yes, the, absolutely. It's uh, it's. I'm, I'm very structured when it comes to this. I like being very professional in these interviews. But that that time with Johnny Rod, I'll never forget it. And it was one. It was it was bizarre. And of course, it wound up being our most viewed, listened to podcast ever because it was insane. So that's another part of it. I do remember that Manson interview and remember how bizarre that was. That was five or six years ago. Great stuff, Eddie. Well, I tell you what, we cannot thank you enough uh, for your time. We, we kept you way longer than uh, we really intended to, and that, that's just uh, we can't thank you enough. As somebody, we we look, we look up to a lot doing the show as we do it uh someone like you is a huge inspiration for us because you've made a living uh doing what we want to do to, to talk to these guys to meet these people to go to these shows and to be such a part of it and to be such a voice for fans uh, it's just such a wonderful thing and guys uh, i'm going to run through this real quick eddie before we let you go you guys you're going to be um the show is real to real and it is on access television and the podcast is eddie trunk the eddie trunk podcast on podcast one and eddie trunk rocks it is going to be syndicated here in kansas city it's starting um, this Sunday, and it's 9 to midnight. Eddie, you can't thank you enough. That was a mouthful. Sorry about that. Uh, th- cannot thank you enough for your time, my man, and we just uh, we look forward to catching up again. Next year at Rocklahoma, we're going to make it a point. We're going to meet up in the, ro- in the, in the tent. We're going to talk some uh, NFL football, talk some music, and uh, it'll be good to meet you next year, my man. Sounds like a deal, and I wish you guys luck. I thank you for having me. And just a real quick mention as well, there's another radio show that I do on satellite radio that's essentially a talk show with a lot of music as well, but interview and talk show, and it's live on Monday nights from 5 to 9 Kansas City time, and it's on Channel 39 on Sirius XM. So anybody that has satellite radio, that's an entirely different show, and uh, have a lot of fun doing that, a lot of guests, a lot of calls from the audience just talking music like we just did. So it's, it's it's a lot of fun but i appreciate you guys having me and uh i wish you luck and you're, you're in kansas city and i'm a mets fan so um we didn't talk baseball yeah. that's probably a good thing four, <laughs> four three was the final today by the way yeah, yeah, you guys no, beat I know, us i know but i'm still reeling from last last world series so. right that, that's what i love about eddie he's a he's a he's attuned to the time changes we get some of our guests that don't understand the difference between pacific time central time and Eastern time another great reason eddie was one of our greatest guests of all time that was it works so seamlessly he's so into the scheduling he, he gets it eddie thanks so much man let's catch up soon my man Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks a lot. Huge thanks to Eddie Trunk for joining us right here on the Music Mania Podcast. That's what we do. We bring you the guests that you want to hear. And, you know, uh, at the time that interview was taped, it was before we'd seen Guns N' Roses. So we tape our show sometimes a week or two in advance. And uh, so now that we've seen Guns N' Roses, maybe we like to, you know, uh, post, uh, post-concert go back and discuss the show with him. But we said, hey... It was, it was probably great, So and it, and it was. So, yeah. Eddie, great guest. Uh, definitely uh, answered your questions about VH1 Classic. Yeah, that was kind of a breaking news situation. Uh, I wasn't actually expecting uh, to hear that uh, VH1 Classic may be on the brink of extinction. Uh, extinction. Right. But well, uh, there it is for you. There it is, and I tell you guys, uh, we can't thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, 4th of July weekend coming up. 
great stuff happening. This is the part of the summer where things really get going. You got the concerts, you got the barbecues, you got the outdoor parties, the live music's in the air. Enjoy it. Enjoy every bit of it. Because, uh, Paul, I think, um, what's next up for us? We got Quiet Riot coming up in a couple weeks here in Kansas City. We've uh, And we've got Kiss coming up at the end of July. We're just going to live it. This is what we do, guys. Uh, send us your... Send us your feedback, information. You guys want a guest? You guys have a guest idea for us? Send it in. We'll get we'll get a hold of them. They may not call us back. That happens sometimes. When you call, well, yeah, when I call, <laughs> now, now they want to talk to the one and only Clint Swisher. Well, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Paul. It's a pleasure. Uh, great going to Guns N' Roses with you. We got to finally see him. Of course, we did go together. That's right. In 2011, the Axel, uh, the Chinese democracy kind of era of 2011 right. uh, version. But hey, Guns N' Roses classic show. The infamous era, by the way. Uh, for more reasons than one. <laughs> Can't think any trunk enough. Be sure to check him out um, on a whole, all his shows. It is a mouthful. Real to real. Uh, he's got his uh, XM syndicated show and uh, his radio show, which is now syndicated here in Kansas City. Check them all out, guys. Thank you so much. Enjoy the 4th of July. Guys, my favorite holiday man or maybe third behind like christmas and arbor day right no fourth of july is up it's 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 better than arbor day make sure all the fingers and toes stay (laughs) intact as well and it goes for you too uh yeah for sure but we'll see